Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up today and get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice. With us is Bill St- Crystal, editor of the Weekly Standard. Bill, I'm one of those people who watches the news out of North Korea, and I know it's the lead on all the cable news channels, and I just shrug and go, this is North Korea being North Korea. What? The only thing they can do as the, the slow kid on the back row of the classroom is to cause trouble and throw spitballs trying to get the teacher's attention. Well, that's been true a lot over the last decades. On the other hand, they've also killed people, mostly South Koreans at times, in terrorist acts. They've also managed to proliferate nuclear weapons technology to Syria and did so in a way that required Israel to go in and take them out in 07, or else we could be looking at a Syria with conceivably nuclear capability right now. And, of course, they've been complicit in the Pakistan nuclear program as well and have close relations with Iran. So I sort of agree that the threat of North Korea isn't so much North Korea, though I don't rule out I don't like the idea of that country having uh, nuclear weapons and the ability to deliver them, either short and medium range to places like Japan or, or of course, across the Pacific to us. Um, I also think the proliferation dangers are very real. I mean, they, you know, the Syria thing is interesting. I mean, what is North, North Korea and Syria are not exactly neighbors. They don't speak the same <laughs> language. They don't have a lot in common. What that shows is that North Korea is willing for money, presumably, uh, mm-hmm. to, you know, to be quite uh, open to sending nuclear technology or sending at least the plans for their nuclear plant and probably some technical help as well. Uh, wait, wait you're, sure saying, you're saying that Pyongyang is not governed by the Alawites? Are you sure yeah, about yeah, that? I don't know. You know, the Alawites are a pretty small <laughs> sect, and maybe they have most of followers up there, too. But which, but that gets to Iran. I mean, it turns mm-hmm. out Bush was truer than, was saying the truth, something truer than he realized, perhaps, when he talks about the axis of evil. Right. I mean, North Korea and Iran really are potential collaborators. We think, oh, Iran's a year away from a, nu- from a nuclear weapon. Well, maybe Iran's only as far away from a nuclear weapon as transmitting a certain amount of cash to North Korea. And that is an extremely scary thought. Um, it's also the case that who knows what North Korea will do. I'm not willing to just say they're only going to keep Delta football. You know, it'll be true that they've, it's all bluster until the day it's not bluster, right? right? And it's pretty, the guy seems, it's, a very, it's not a, the most stable, it's been a pretty stable regime in a way, but it's certainly not a, uh, it doesn't seem to be a very rational regime in terms of its enlightened self-interest. And God knows if they just decide they're going to pick a fight sometime or go a, a bridge too far in, in, in doing something to South Korea. And so I, the notion that they are sitting there with a nuclear capacity that we have spent 20 years saying, oh, no, you can't have that. Oh, no, that's unacceptable. Oh, no, that's never going to happen. And we've just watched it happen at every step in the way. It's dangerous in and of itself. It's extremely dangerous for the sig- signal it sends to the Iranians and others pursuing nuclear weapons and nuclear technology and missile uh, technology. And finally, not to go on too long, and when you step back and think about it, someone made this point to me just last week, I hadn't really focused on it. What about missile defense? I mean, 30 years ago, President Reagan gave that speech, and it was it helping down the Soviet Union, probably, our, our early efforts to go for strategic defense initiative. Now is a world in which, now we're looking at a world in which we really do need, I think, if we can, to be able to defend ourselves against rogue regimes and crazy regimes and evil regimes with a nuclear weapons capability. And we're sort of dawdling along. The Obama administration canceled some stuff, and they put it back. But neither party really shows any urgency right. about something that five or ten years from now we could be looking at, you know, a nuclear weapon going off in an American city. And I, I just think it's crazy to be sort of, you know, the, the low level of interest we're showing in missile defense. You know, uh, missile defense is a pragmatic solution to an identifiable problem. Tax policy can be a pragmatic solution to an identifiable problem of, of slow economic growth and joblessness. 
those are the kinds of things that Washington doesn't have time for, Bill, because they're right. going to solve the problem of insane mass murderer guys showing up with a gun control bill that no one can connect to it. And they're going to solve you know, uh, the problems of immigration, which everyone agrees that <laughs> are in many ways intractable with an amnesty deal that has no impact on the next wave of illegal immigrants other than encouraging them. That's how Washington works. Rather than solving problems that are within its purview, it, it wants to pursue uh, uh, actions on problems that it can't possibly solve. Yeah, I think I, that, that's true. And I said there's another aspect to that, too. I was thinking about that this morning, trying to begin writing an editorial for this week. I mean, uh, there are two problems. One is Washington's interest in symbolism, uh, or the Congress certainly, and, and the Obama administration's interest in symbolism, not in actually doing things that will deal with the real problems in the real world, whether it's economic growth or, or having undocumented... Uh, uh, illegal immigrants here, or you know, whatever the or lack of high skill immigrants, or all the actual practical issues that one could deal with in different ways, and we could debate how to deal with them best. The same with missile defense. The other thing that is very striking about Washington now, but I think and this is a little worrisome about the conservative movement, is people are actually not focusing on the really big challenges and the big fixes we need. I mean, something like missile defense. I mean, that right. was a Reagan idea. I mean, surely one thing we can agree on is we do not want to be sitting here 10 years from now and say, hey, the conservative movement, maybe we win some seats in 2014, maybe we'll even win the White House in 2016, the Republican Party, and at the end of the day, there's a North Korean regime or an Iranian regime or some other god-awful regime that has the ability to launch a nuclear weapon and hit an American city. I mean, maybe that's unstoppable. Maybe that's just the way technology is going to be. Shouldn't we at least take a shot at it? It seems like something worth investing some serious money and some serious political capital in. And instead, um, I mean, the left is hopeless on this, but even conservatives have been so distracted, I think, into fighting more trivial fights and in not focusing on the really important and big things that could help the country. But I don't understand how they can turn the conversation. And it's been fascinating to me, having lived through the W. Bush uh, presidency, where when unemployment was 6%, it was a crisis. <laughs> the media were able to make unemployment an issue when, in fact, unemployment was incredibly low. And right. they were making a debt an issue when, in fact, we had the two biggest quarters of uh, revenue ever. And the amount of debt, uh, the, the size of the deficit was plunging on its own just from economic activity. How do you get here? We are in a really lousy economy. That's a big issue for Republicans to talk about. But if they talked about it, they'd be in the room alone. No one else seems to be talking about it. And it's interesting to me, Bill, even my neighbors don't seem to be talking about it, even though if you corner them, they'll say, yeah, my my life isn't that great. My I still haven't recovered my income from five years ago. I'm working in a spare job on the weekends. But they they kind of settled it as the new nor accepted it as the new normal. Well, I do think people will tend to accept things as the new normal, like maybe being exposed to North Korean nukes will be the new normal, if you don't have a solution. Now, look, there's a big debate to be had, and I'm no expert on this, about the technology of missile defense. If it's not a solution, you know, then maybe we are going to live with a vulnerability to a crazy regime in North Korea, but we should at least try to, incidentally, if that were the case, I'd be for much more aggressive things. Mm-hmm. I'd be for them anyway, actually, to destabilize and get rid of that regime, but... but but you're right. I mean, but, but I'd say on the economic front, similarly, you have to have some serious solutions for people. And I do think middle-class Americans in particular have lost some faith in the generic Republican and even generic conservative solution of less government, lower taxes, less regulation. They just, people haven't done a good job, and we're all guilty of this, I guess, of explaining why particular policies would help actual, real working-class and middle-class Americans and actual, real 25-year-old get a job as opposed to just be sounding like the Xerox of 20 years of, you know, Republican uh, issue uh, position papers. 
And I do think there's some fresh thinking that's needed on that front, too, to really think about, you know, what is happening in the job market out there and, and, and what can government, how, what, where does government have to get out of the way, what's doing the most damage, uh, and what's not. And we ran a whole presidential campaign in 2012, at the end of the day, of almost avoiding a discussion of Obamacare, but it's by far the mm-hmm. biggest piece of legislation passed by this president and where it's going to do the most damage to the economy, uh, to our liberties, and to the country. And that was maybe because we nominated Mitt Romney. He felt he couldn't talk about it. But I think there's a real deep problem there. That I mean, there's a sort of unwillingness to, to, to put first things first and to say, what are the really fundamental challenges we face? And what are the biggest things we can do to deal with those challenges? Thank you, Bill Crystal, for joining us for this week's podcast. Please be sure to check out weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. Also, our offer from audible.com. Sign up today and get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice. I'm your host, Michael Graham.